I'm talking to Scott Lowe, he's a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth, and today we're talking about personal investment linked living annuities. Um, I've looked at what you've written recently. How should retirees organize their personal investment linked living annuities to make them help ends meet? Because you sketched a scenario of your mom, and I know, you know many senior people who are in that position, that they, their money gets less and less when they retire because you know, it's probably not invested properly. How should they address that? Firstly, hello, Linda. Um, I, I think you, you, you use the word organize. I think that's where it all starts. It, it comes down to, to, to you know, organizing or planning your, your personal finances. And let me start off. I, I think I'm not blase about, you know, the environment out there. I know it's difficult. I know we, we've been in an environment over the past five years, especially locally, where, where the growth has been really subdued or, or really in some cases um, zero. So it's very, very difficult um, to sit from a point of view where I'm currently still working, I'm still earning an income, um, to explain to, to, to people that's in a retirement diary position um, that, that how you should organize because I know it's difficult. But I think the most important point is you should be looking after that, that, that um, investments of yours that linked retirement annuity. Um, plan your income. And I think that was the, the idea, the idea, and I, you, you alluded to my mom. Um, yeah, this whole report was written pretty much directly from my mom. And please, mom, if you're listening, this is nothing personal. But um, you need to look at your income because that's the capital that you've got, you got available. How long will that capital last? And more importantly, how long would you be able to maintain your income needs out of your capital? I think that was the most important point in, in this, this article. Yeah, and I think people are starting to live longer, so you probably need to plan even better with that in mind. Uh, uh, definitely. And, and the thing is, you know, while I was writing this, this article, I, I think I suddenly realized, and at first I know it's difficult, but I also realized that how easy it is to say, well, you know what, it's, it's been, a, been a tough year, I had a geezer at that first, I have got problems, I have this and I have that. Let's just push up my income. You know, what difference will that make over the long haul? Would that really make such a major difference on, on how long my capital will last? Or more specifically, how long this, I will be able to maintain my income? And I think the idea, the, 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 the conclusion in, in the data that I ran is it, it has a major difference in, in, in the outcome. It will have major, major, Problematic scenario eventually over the long haul. So, can we look at withdrawal rates? Can you can you sketch some of these scenarios you've been talking about? Effectively, just to, to use an, an example, uh, you know, according to PSG Wealth's table that they've written, and, and again, this was was built from data released um, from the CESA. Um, if, for instance, you, you're sitting in a scenario where, where you, you've got retirement income, and you say, well. Uh, and you're looking at a growth rate, and let's use a growth rate of plus minus inflation plus three, because that's more or less, if you look at long bond rates currently, that's, that's more or less at the 9% level. So let's just use a, a normal inflation plus three, run about the 9% growth rate level. If you take um, a 10% withdrawal rate out of your um, investments, before any inflation adjustments or any fees, you're pretty much looking at about, let's call it six years, which you will be able to maintain 
that type of withdrawal rate. Now, I'm going to say this again. That's only six years. That, that's not six years until your capital is depleted. That just means that after six years, your income will effectively start to decrease. So taking this, this, this table a little bit further, when you take, for instance, you say, well, you, you didn't have a withdrawal rate of 10%. You, you rather had a withdrawal rate of 5%. Same type of growth rate, a 9% per annum, but you have a withdrawal rate of 5%. That period suddenly goes from six years to 23 years. And, and that is unbelievable. I mean, we're talking about 17 years extra, uh, you know, just looking at rather having a withdrawal rate of 10% versus, versus 5%, 5% versus 10%. Now, I think that, that, you know, is already problematic because a lot of people will tell me. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking. Are you telling me to look more frugal? Well, that's that's effectively what I'm telling you. I mean, I had a conversation yesterday with a, with a client and he said, well, but, but, I, but, I, but I'm, I'm currently, I can't. Um, but, but then they said, what I effectively told them is, yes, by maybe increasing your risk and, and, and looking at a, at a, at a return you know, rather than 9% per annum, what would the difference be between 9% and 10% per annum you know, for that person who has a withdrawal rate of 10%? <laughs> you know, it basically push out your, your, your income, it's called sustainability, from six years to seven years. <laughs> so what, you, what you're effectively saying, just little cuts might make, make a massive difference. You've exactly hit the nail on, on its head by saying it is little cuts. I've actually going to continue. For a person that's saying, well, I'm considering retirement, and that person say, well, I, I currently would most probably need to withdraw, and I've used the example 10%, then the harsh reality is you're most probably not ready for retirement. So unless you are forced to, into retirement either for medical reasons you know, or works reasons, you know, I would say definitely your first step would be to get a, a secondary type of income you know, as quick as possible because you are not ready to, to, to retire as it currently stands. For a person that's listened to this, this um, uh, interview, I, I would say who's sitting in that scenario who's considering increasing um, the withdrawal rate purely because of this low growth environment. I would recommend to sit down, and I continue that that article by saying, sit down with a proper budget. You know, you would be surprised if you sit down with that budget, how much cuts you can still do as a currency. I mean, I speak to my wife on a daily basis. She keep on telling me, but, but there's no way. There's no way we can we can we can make any cuts. Well, there is. There is. So sit down with a proper budget and make sure you, you, you make alternative arrangements from your expense perspective. Do not think that the growth or increasing your risk will make that major difference. If we look at asset location, it seems that your message is global is not always best. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a very, very important point. Um, I think it's been the flavor of the month. It's, it's, it's sort of like the Paisley shirts in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, have we seen them yet again? So, so, I mean, I think it's been a fantastic environment. It's been a, one of our saving grace when we come to a, a proper diversified portfolio because a lot of people usually get read more articles and, and tend to get the, the idea that I'm necessarily focused on, on local investment, but I'm not. I think I'm, I'm focused on a well-diversified portfolio which certain areas are starting to look attractive. And, and South Africa, fair enough, is one of those areas. But over the past five years, there's no going about this. It's been 
a horrible environment to be invested in, in local local equities. Um, because over the past five years, we've still seen, up to the end of June, that local equities have not been able to outperform money markets. It was better to keep your money in money markets than in local markets. But if you just take that period and you, you, you take it to 15 to 20 years, then suddenly South Africa do not look that bad. Um, again, I think for the, for the, for the sake of, of this, this conversation, I think we, that the idea was just to compare, if you take this withdrawal rates, which I've mentioned, that you're 5%, 7.5%, 10%, 12.5%, um, and you, and you've actually done that 15 years ago, and if you use the SA low equity, the SA high equity, and also if you've taken the global multi-asset high equity sector, then, you know, how long would you have been able to maintain um, that type of income um, on, on, a, on a real basis or inflation-adjusted basis? And, again, it just, again, showed you that you know, offshore weren't the saving grace over the 15 years. It still came down to trying to maintain a lower withdrawal rate, uh, which we found optimal is, is one about the 5 to 6% per annum. Well, that was Skolk Lowe. He's a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth, giving us really interesting and very helpful advice on retirement and what you should and shouldn't do. Thanks, Skolk. Thanks for speaking to us. Thank you very much.